hello, my beautiful family. All right, awesome, good to see you again. Hey, before I jump into the message, our video guy who puts all of our, our videos and stuff together for us, Kelly, today is his birthday, so let's give him a good, come on out here. birthday you look great for 80 man it's the beard you, it's the beard, it's the beard. you look all right I, I did it get out of here scram you're supposed to go try to make me look good all right hey it's great to see you guys we're glad you're here and before we jump into the message i want to do something a little bit different this morning i need three volunteers raise your hand i need three people that will just come all right if you don't raise your hand i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna have to pick you i need three people that i can just a few questions i, I got a few questions i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna pick yeah come up here and help me yeah you you, you come up here and help me yeah come on phyllis why don't you come up here and just help me really really quick morgan would you come up here and help me just real quick come on up here. Come on up here real quick. Just come on up here. I, yeah, don't don't hurt yourself walking up. Yeah, come help me out. <laughs> real quick, real quick, and no one fall. Have a seat on the couch. Welcome. Look, they're scared. Right so here? this is not pre-planned. No, that's my seat. Get over there. Get <laughs> come on over here, sister. You're used to being on stage, hey. so. <laughs> All right, so this is not pre-planned. Pre I just want to know if you, welcome to GT Church Live. We're glad you're here. And so I have one question for you and I just, all I want is your honest answer. Okay, hold that mic there, Adam. Um, so here's the deal. Here's the question. What is something that you would think would be on the top 10 list of problems with churches? Not from like outside of the world, like inside of churches what do you think would be like something that would be on the top 10 list of problems or issues what do you think can you think of something uh, i kind of feel like people think that we're all hypocrites oh that's a good one pass it on to phyllis yeah uh they think we are all we want is your money yeah yeah very good um so i'm um, let me clarify the question yeah so you're asking what's as far as what with within the body or how people view us within the church like churches what do you think is so to mm -hmm. me i feel like there's um in the sense of volunteering in the sense of committing um i feel like it, we've gotten into routines where it's just sunday mm. and instead of living our life sold out in in prayer all the time and saying night and day that we are living for god and it's reflected in how we speak and how we walk and how we talk and move with everybody so um, it's just a sunday kind of yeah kinda so I, which i would say that's how other people view us a, too yeah. that it's like oh once we hit the road after sunday you're a crazy driver <laughs> um but yeah that's what i'd say yeah very good. Let's give them a hand, you guys. Thank you so much for helping me, you guys. Thank you, thank you. That was awesome. Get out of here. Scram. Beat it. That was, that was easy. That was easy. Hey, listen, all of those answers are true. They're true and they're great answers. But what, and today I want to talk to you about for sure something that would be on that list, something that would, would make that top 10 list. And what I want to talk to you about this morning, just very briefly, is gossip. Gossiping definitely is something that affects churches all across our country. And listen, I want you to know my motivation for, for talking to you this morning is not so much about you. There's no such thing as a perfect church. And, and listen, I don't fool myself into thinking that there are things that we can do to improve here and that maybe occasionally there might be a little gossip here or there. But I, I don't see that being a huge problem here at GT Church. And I want to tell you, 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. I go to conferences, a few conferences a year, and, and um, sit down with other pastors and listen to some of the problems that they're facing going on in their church. And I'm just like, thank you, God. So I want to tell you guys, thank you for being, like, for making my job a lot easier than some of my colleagues. You're absolutely fantastic. But I don't fool myself into thinking that gossip can't ever be a problem here. And I want to talk to you about it. And I, what I was going to do is ask, have you ever gossiped? And listen, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. My presumption is this, is that we have all done it at one time or another. We have, all, we have gotten the low down on something and it's like, ooh, I got the dirt. I got to tell you what I know. Come here and tell you what I know. Uh, but a better question might be, have you ever been the topic of gossip? Have you ever had stuff spread around about you? Stuff that, that maybe wasn't true at all or stuff that maybe there was a little bit of truth in it. That's why gossip is so damaging because there can be a little bit of truth in it, but then as it goes along, it gets, stuff gets added to it. It's a problem, family, that we all need to understand we don't need to have any part of that. And so I titled my message this morning, My Beautiful Family, Don't Spread the Dirt. Don't do it. Don't spread the dirt. When you get that, oh, I can't wait. And I, I want to confess something to you all this morning. That in junior high and early high school, I was the national inquirer in my high school. But, but... It, it caused so much damage, and I, I was so hurtful in the things that I did because people knew my mom and dad were pastors, and they knew that, that I was a Christian, you know what I mean? And so what happened is, is they thought they could trust me because I was a Christian. And so I had my peers sharing things, struggles and failures and thinking that I was the kind of person that had the integrity that they could trust. And so I did that through junior high and through early high school until there was one day in high school, my sophomore year, where I had stirred up some stuff and I got sick and I was out of school for a few days. And those people kind of all got together and talked. So when I came back, I had to face the music. And I can remember this like it was yesterday, my beautiful family. One girl in particular, she looked at me and she's like, Matt, how could you do that? Like, like how, how could you shit? Like, I told you that in confidence. And it was one of those things that I, I couldn't keep. It was so good and so juicy. And when I saw the devastation, and then growing up and graduating and going to college and having things be said about me and then coming here and being on staff here and hearing things, hearing rumors and, and hearing little pieces of gossip here and there about Pastor BG and you know the, the former lead pastor here and 
how's that, how's that work out? I thought Christians weren't supposed to do that stuff. My reason for putting this message together for us this morning, my family, is I want you to understand your place in this world. We're supposed to be the ones that when everybody else is talking trash, when everybody else has jumped on the bandwagon, is talking smack about this one or that one, we're supposed to be the ones that offer hope, that offer forgiveness. We're supposed to be the ones that can be trusted. And so in thinking back about the times where I spread gossip, I was trying to think of what was I thinking. I was young, you know what I mean? I was a kid. And don't, when you have a juicy piece of God, doesn't it make you feel powerful, kind of? I mean, when you feel like you're kind of in the know, doesn't it make you feel powerful? You know what else we do? You know what else people do? If we can concentrate on the faults and failures and junk in other people's lives, then we don't have to look at our own lives, right? If we can run this one down or run that one down, we think it makes us feel better about our small little lives. And so I came to ask you this morning, my beautiful family, not to tell you, but to ask you the next time you get something that is just so good, you know, just you say, you say. <laughs> the next time you hear something about a neighbor or a coworker, or maybe someone in your family, or what I came to ask you is, don't spread the dirt. What's the Bible say? What's the Bible say is the motivation of people who do that? And look, we're not sitting on our high horses today. We're not looking down our noses at anybody because I want you to give me a loud amen. We've all done it, right? Okay. So we're not, we're not judging anybody. We're not looking down our nose. We've all, hey, I just, I want to tell, I, I know I probably shouldn't say anything. Well, you know, they asked me to keep this to myself, but did, did you know that he, did you, you know what I mean? We've all done, and this is what, this is a lot what Christians are famous for, right? I'm only telling you so we can pray. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, that's a, I, I just, just so we know how to pray. No, we, we, we've all been guilty of it. And I'm just asking you that the next time that you get something that is super juicy or soup, that you don't spread the dirt. The Bible uses a word to describe and to define what's really motivating people who do that. And it's shocking when you read it. It's, 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 jump into your notes there with me, family. Whoever, what's that word there, family? hates, disguises himself with lips and harbors deceit in his heart. When he speaks graciously, don't believe him. For there are seven abominations in his heart. Though his 
Hey, whoa, why'd my screen, whoa! Don't mess with my screen down there. Kelly, get him, get him, Kelly. Though his hatred be covered with deception. Look at these words, you guys. Hatred, deception. His wickedness will be exposed where? Right here. And that's his or her, you know that. Whoever digs a pit will fall into it, and a stone will come back on him who starts it rolling. Yow. A lying tongue, what family? Hates its victims. And a flattering mouth works ruins. The Bible says it's hatred. Did you ever stop and think of it that way, fam? That it's hatred. That, and, 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 and behind that hatred is we don't like it when it seems like other people's marriages are better than ours. Or other people's kids are doing better than ours. Or they just seem better off. They have more money. or they're more, and, and so the Bible says that jealousy that we look in there and, man, she looks better than me or he makes more than me. That jealousy ultimately can kind of turn into hatred. And so what we do is we give ourselves the green light to start running people down. So I want you to know, family, something that is elementary, something that might not seem super, super deep, but I want you to grab onto it today, and it's point number one. You can't spread the dirt and keep your own hands clean. It is impossible for you to hear some garbage about someone and think that it's your place to spread it around and have clean hands. Well, did you hear that they split up because of you? Well, I heard that they had to file bankruptcy because of you. You know what I realized? It's people who do that. When I did that, when I did, it was because there was so much unhappiness in my own life that I thought if I could make you look bad, if I could bring you down, somehow that would make me feel better. It never works that way, right? Spreading garbage, spreading rumors, even if it's true. Well, listen, I was only speaking the truth. How about you use your words to speak life and to speak hope? You can't spread the dirt around. And, and I want you to think about that, you guys, logically. Doesn't it make sense when someone tells you, oh, dude, you get, and it's not just women, it's not just women, trust me, we, us guys, we talk. Um, dude, did you hear, I heard she's crazy, man. I, don't we, don't we? Dude, I heard she's not. When, think about it, when someone says, come here, come here, I, I got something I want to tell you. Isn't there a little, now I shouldn't be saying this, I should isn't there a little something in you that kind of thinks something is wrong with them, right? When they're telling you, even though you want to hear it, even though you might be like, I want to hear the dirt, isn't there something in you that's just like, you know what, you're showing me who you are right now. Because if you'll do this to me, baby, or to them, baby, I know you'll do it to me. So you're showing me who you are right now. 
You can't spread the dirt and think that your hands will stay clean. What about happiness? How many of you here want to be happy? Shout back at me. You want to be happy, right? Yeah, we all want to be happy. How do you get there? How do you get to real happiness? The Bible talks in this same context about watching our mouth. It talks about happiness. Look in your next chunk of scripture there. Blessed, happy, truly contented is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. Do you want to be happy, my beautiful family? Then you've got to be very, very careful who you take advice from. Because not everybody is looking out for your best interest. You've got to be very, very careful that when you go seeking advice from people, hear your pastor this morning, okay? When you go seeking advice, just wanting some some good advice, make sure it's from people whose lives are going in the direction you want your life to go in. Don't be getting direction from people who have messed up relationships, messed up, like just, they're just a wreck. Don't go and say, how did you end up there? Because I want to be just like you. You get counsel, you get advice from people who you look at and you say, you know what? You must be doing something right with your finances. You may not be rich, but you must be doing, and I'm a hot mess when it comes to my finances. I am a, so can you help me? You know what? You must be doing something right in your relationship. Because like your guy friends and your girlfriends, like everybody thinks you're cool. So you must be doing something right in your relationships. I keep messing up relationships. What am I doing wrong? Tell me what. Get advice from people whose life is going in the direction that you want your life to go. And you're, that, can, that can get you on the right track to happiness. So happy is the man who walks not in the counsel of cray-cray people, okay? Nor stands in the way of sinners. There is a way that people who don't know Jesus stand. What this verse is saying, this little piece here, is it's saying, those of us who are following Jesus, there are things that we should stand up there are things people who don't know the Lord that you know they get all off in some crazy stuff we shouldn't stand the way they stand and there should naturally be things because we love Jesus that we stand against we stand against any kind of injustice amen family we stand against any kind of prejudice or any kind. why because Jesus would So if you want to be happy, make sure that you're not standing up for things and in things that go against what you believe. You got to be smart that way. So they don't walk in the counsel of of, of wicked people. They don't stand in the way of people who don't, who, who are just the way that someone who doesn't know Jesus stands. Nor sits in the seat of scoffers. So I'm gonna stop here for just a moment, my beautiful family. Pause here just a second. 
and explain what the seat of the scoffer is. Do you want to know what a scoffer is? I want to give you the picture, and I want you guys to make sure you get a nice shot. This is the picture of someone who is seated in the seat of the scoffer. They have set themselves up to be the end-all, be-all, because they're perfect. They figured everything out. And so they think that it's their job to go around and nose in everybody else's business and everybody, because they figured they're so perfect, their life is so perfect that their mission in life is to pick out all of your flaws and all of your failures. I'm not gonna ask you if you knew anybody like that. And I'm not gonna ask you if there's anybody in your family like that, because if you say no, it's probably you. Like every family has them, right? Every family, yeah. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. None of us as Christians have any right sitting on our high horse looking down on anyone. You want to know why? Because the last time that I checked, none of our hands are clean. Amen, family. We all come to God the same way through Jesus Christ. And we all say, I'm a filthy pervert, help me. I lie, help me. I cheat, help me. Uh, none of us come to God, hey, I got this all figured out, God. You know, I, oh yeah, I don't need say, we all come the same way. We all come with dirty hands. And so if you wanna be happy, I'm gonna ask you to do something. I'm gonna ask you to consider that the reason you might not be as happy as you could be is because you're spending too much time nosing around in other people's business. Do you wanna be happy? Because I believe that the Bible has given us a clear direction. What do we do? Because we're all curious then. All right, Pastor Matt, so be careful where I get my advice from and, and don't, don't walk in the way sinners do it. And you're telling me that I shouldn't be sitting on a high horse judging people and, and condemning people. Then what should I do? Because, I, you know, with, like, what should I concentrate on and what should I focus on? The Bible is really, really clear. Don't do any of this. Do this. Delight yourself. In God's word. He delights himself in the law of the Lord and on his law. He meditates on it day and night. Do you want to know what the idea is, family? The, the idea is this. You are so busy. You are so wrapped up loving people like Jesus would love people and reading that Bible. You're so wrapped up praying and serving other people. You're so busy doing what Jesus would be doing that you don't have time to stick your nose in other people's business. Amen. You're so busy loving the Lord and just meditating on the Bible and the way that it says we're supposed to live. Like, you're thinking about it day and night. You're so busy living like Jesus. 
that you don't have time to sit around and judge everybody else. Point number two, fam. Oh, I'm sorry. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. This is so good. And its leaves do not wither. Guess what happens when you just get your eyes off people? When you get your eyes off people and stop judging everyone, stop it. The Bible says, in all that you do, you prosper. Because you're so focused on living like Jesus lived. Point number two. Busy yourself with the things of God, not others' faults. I learned as Diva and I were raising our kids, those of you who are parents, all day long, when you're, when you're, especially when your kids are little and all that, haven't you figured this out? All day long, there's always going to be lots of things that you can catch them doing wrong, right? I mean, all day long. Like, you can spend all day long, because they're kids. You, you just wait and see. They're kids. They're kids, and just all day long, you can catch them doing stuff they're not supposed to do. Good parents make sure that they catch their kids doing good more than bad. That they reinforce that, I'm not going to just point out your flaws. I'm not going to just point out your failures. I'm going to make a big deal about when you do the right thing and when I catch you making good decisions and good choices. None of us, none of us have the place or the right to make it our business to pick apart people's flaws and failures. None of us. And so, If we say we love Jesus, that Jesus is number one in our lives, what that means and what that looks like is, is that when you're at work or when you're at home or when you're in your neighborhood or when you go and, and, and everybody else is talking the trash, everybody else has jumped on the bandwagon and stuff, you're different. You know what? Did you hear that sounds, you know, yeah, yeah, I heard it and I, 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 I no, I, I just, I, I'm choosing to pray for them. You know what? I'm choosing to believe the When's the last time you chose to believe the best of someone? Because we all want people to believe the best about us, right? We all want people to think the best about us. So I'm asking you that if you, especially if you say you're a Christian, man, when I'm at the gym working out and a lot, a lot of my friends who, who aren't Christians, when I ask them why they don't come to church, it's exactly some of the stuff that you guys were saying. It's like they say, everybody at church, they're, they're all hypocrites. And I don't argue with them. I'm like, church is the place where all hypocrites should be, amen? I mean, it's where, hey. They say, oh, it's too clicky. You know, it's too clicky. Like, like you're, or they say, they probably, like, because I was in the newspaper a few years ago for, a, 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 you know, a drunken disorderly or a, they probably read that if I walked into your church they call me preach at the gym they're like if I walked into your church preach they probably heard about like my wife getting my wife and I getting a divorce or they probably heard that I embezzled money from here or they like if I walked into your church I think they would all all the mouths would just start talking 
I'm going to ask you if you're here or you're watching, and especially if you say you're a Christian, that the next time you get that juicy morsel on someone that you just can't wait to share, I'm going to ask you to remember the words of Jesus' brother, James. The next time you hear that so-and-so-and-so-and-so-and-so, well, no, that's not all. <laughs> that's a, let me really tell you what. I'm going to ask you, especially those of you who are Christians, to consider the words of Jesus' brother. So if you don't want to take my word for it, Jesus' brother speaking to Christians, like speaking to Christians. He said, yo, 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 those of you who think you're Christians, if anyone thinks that he is religious, if you go around and what's known about you is that, oh, her, oh yeah, she's a Christian, yeah, she goes to GT. Oh yeah, him, he's a Christian, yeah, he's a Christian. He goes, if you think that you're religious and you don't keep that mouth Shut, that's Pastor Matt's interpretation. If you think you're religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this is not me saying this is the brother of Jesus. He said, if every time you hear something, you think it's your mission to spread it around. If you're sitting in the seat of the scoffer and when people see you coming, they're like, okay, here comes the National Enquirer right here. here what, I, I know you know what's going on. Tell me what's really going on. It's absolutely impossible impossible. They are diametrically opposed for you to have a reputation of being someone that loves Jesus and someone that loves people and someone that is the plant or the neighborhood gossip. Those two things can't coexist. And so Jesus' brother said, if you think that you're religious and you don't understand that the power of life and death is right. That your words, the number of students, and excuse me for getting emotional, that have committed suicide because they've been bullied. Oh, you're gay. Oh, you're fat. Oh, you're poor. Oh, there was a pastor a couple months ago that committed suicide. And one of the main reasons that his family and friends can identify is the ridicule of his church family. And so listen, you don't know how thankful I am for you guys. You, you're the best because I never feel that. I never feel like I'm being ridiculed by you. Jesus, his brother, said that if you call yourself a Christian and you use your mouth to kill someone, your religion is worthless. Religion, the practices, the, the habits of, um, that, you, that you demonstrate that you love Jesus, the habits, the things that you do that present to other people that, yeah, I'm a Christian. Uh, 
religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, is to stop being so busy, running people down and sticking your nose where it doesn't belong. What pleases God, the kind of religion that pleases God is people who are so busy out there visiting the orphans and the widows. People who say they love Jesus and they're going to people in our city who've been told they don't matter. People like you and like me who are busying ourselves on November 19th, we're getting our hands busy feeding less fortunate people instead of putting them down. Jesus' brother says, you wanna be pleasing to God? Go out there and befriend the people who no one else wants to be around. Go and love the unlovable. Go and befriend the one that's usually made fun of and alone. That's what pleases God when you go to, the, to visit the orphans and the widows in their afflictions. And to keep oneself unstained from the world. You know what the hope is for a lot of people when they hear, oh, you're a Christian? They just hope that you'll be loving. They just hope that you'll be forgiving. They just hope that when they hear Christian, that it's like everybody else in this store, in this school, in this family, everybody else might be against me, but you're a Christian and so you're a safe place, right? Like you're safe, right? I can come to you and I can tell you that I drink too much and that I sleep around and that I do stuff that I shouldn't do and that I don't. And I can expect that it won't spread all over that what you'll do is you'll pray for me. I can expect that when I tell you my sin, when I tell you my faults, that you won't be like, oh gosh, you, you, you're, oh, really? Like when I, when I show up here and it's like I don't have my stuff together. I can expect that you'll tell me I'm still welcome, right? The reason I put this message together, family, is because non-Christians are watching. And I want you to agree with me that our mouths can mess up our effectiveness to other people. Our mouths can ruin our witness. And so I'm gonna ask you, family, to make a fresh commitment today that the next time you get some dirt on someone, the next time that you have the lowdown, like you know what's really going on, I'm gonna ask you to be a Christian and to just pray about it, to just talk to God about it, to not be a hater, to not be a hater, but to be a prayer. What, joy, what, what do you get out of that? Oh, I heard they're getting divorced. Oh, I heard, oh, I heard their daughter, their son's in jail. What do you get out of that? My prayer is that 
you'll think about what it's like to be in their shoes and remember when the dirt was being spread about you, how you felt. The last time I checked, we all need amazing grace. Amen, family. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? God, thank you for amazing grace that saved a wretch like me. And God, I thank you for my beautiful family. God, God, help us to be those kinds of people that always build up and never tear down. Help that not to just be something that we've heard, but something that we live. That when we hear the dirt, it stops with us. That we always build up, we never tear down. Because we know what it's like to have the dirt thrown at us. And so God, help us to love like you love. Help us to forgive like you forgive. Jesus, thank you. You are so amazing. You're so cool that you, you take a life that is so jacked up and you, you know how to piece it back together. Thank you for love. Thank you for forgiveness, Jesus. Help us to really be true Christians and live the way you lived. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you stand up with me today, my beautiful family? Before you get out of here, would you turn to the person beside you? I'm going to let you put it into practice, all right? I want you to turn to the person beside you, and I want you to say something good to them. Remember I told you a couple weeks ago, the nicest compliment you could give someone, turn to the person, look to them, and say, it looks like you've lost a few pounds. Just uh, <laughs> I told you, that's a great compliment. I don't care. Hey, listen, I love you from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> I'll see you here next week, my family. <laughs>